0: kleines
1: kleines hi
2: there and welcome to hell it is Crazy, crazy times, and it's been quite the joyful ride. I was doing the game on the weekend, and I was getting pissed off at some points. So not gonna lie, uh, but we come through, boys. We came through. We got the five out of five. We gave Hudsler his birthday present. Um, and what a day! Like uh, you guys were there. First question: What the hell was going on with the fans? Like the, the Hansa fans, were they? being silly buggers for any specific reason?
0: <laughs> they were indeed some silly bellies. Um, that's what the song was all about there. <laughs> they, they all came choreographed in their cute little orange bomber jackets um, and they just got trolled by the <laughs> whoever controls the the PA at, at the Mellon Tour because instead of playing the the away team's anthem uh, this time they got the Kleine Bomber Jacket which is just Fantastic trolling! So I've got to applaud whoever was in charge of that. Um, just all these big skinhead, gamon faced looking pricks in orange <laughs> bomber <banner> jackets, <laughs> and then that little cheery song comes on. It was absolutely brilliant. And they deserved it because they're a fucking shower pricks.
2: Yeah, well, they showed that beginning the first half. There's a slight lay. Beginning of the second half, a huge lay uh, through stupidity basically but they, they were well choreographed to begin with they're all wearing blue and white that looked that looked all right that was respectable but then half time they, they switched up their wardrobe
0: it's not the choreographed outfits that bothers me as much as uh, throwing the throwing of fireworks into the family section racist banners that reference the rostock lichtenhagen riots which Gunnar, maybe you can explain a bit about
1: i mean it is I don't. I don't even know where to start. I mean, we we didn't really do much of like Hansa v. St. Pauli history in our in our preview part, which we probably should have. So so this would be a bit more easier now. So I think I think it's some twenty years ago now that just a right wing mob stormed a refugee camp. I want to say. Apartment block. Apartment block in the district Lichtenhagen in Rostock. And the building has a big, like, sunflower uh, on the side. And that banner, Lichtenhagen, with the sunflower in. In the middle, that was front and center of the of the Hansa block. They say it's got like nothing to do with it, and like with the with the with the attack, and it's just a fan club from the district Lichtenhagen. But it's it's clear and just utter provocation, like taking that to San Paulo and putting it front and center. And I have seen today as well, like Luke mentioned, all the all the fireworks being fired into the into the home fans, and I think they even got some of their their own uh, wheelchair uh people in wheelchairs that that came supporting Hansa Rostock some of them got got some of the bullshit as well and uh, they destroyed the toilets and threw pieces of the toilets uh at the stewards and I've seen some pictures now on Twitter as well like pictures of their fan block that traveled and uh I seen someone singled out he was actually uh they convicted, I think, is is convicted in, in, in court uh, over over the attack in Rostock Lichtenhagen, and he was in the block now on on Sunday, for example. So all the Nazis raus and Nazi Schweine rufe. Uh, if anything, they go towards him and and all his mates that travelled.
0: Yeah, so that that's the sort of people that they're openly associating with. Um, but I, in their defence, smashing up the sinks, you know maybe those smelly bastards had never seen this thing before and they just <laughs> got into a fit of rage and confusion and decided to destroy it. But no, in, in all seriousness, that's a absolute disgrace. Um, they should really be ashamed of themselves. Uh, but luckily they were packing up their choreographed, uh, blue and white bin bags, anoraks, pin bags. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> analogy. Cause they're all fucking trash. Um. Yeah, they packed up those <laughs> and they're they kind of bombing yakas and they fucked off back to Rostock with with nothing it point. was a one 0 win for the boys. Oh yes, it was a
2: a good good message to send back up the road because yeah, they we mentioned before how they, they did it over in the, in the first round of this fixture with the long balls and very basic tactics that just unpicked us and we weren't falling for it this time that's for sure it's a slightly different story at least in the first first half we were very very on point so i mean you you guys were at the game right so how was it feeling how was the the vibes as you are you getting there
1: i think luke i went in a little bit before you uh, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, the first thing I can say, like when we, when we came in, uh, there was the Zutkova was only, I'd say like filled to about a third and suddenly they were starting the Sampoli uh, chant and it was so much louder than normally. And like I say, they weren't even half full yet. And that was very noticeable. Me, me and a uh, friend of the pod, Matthias, who I go to, to the games with, uh, even like he's been going for like 20 years and like even he just turned around he was like okay that that that's not very many people and that's very loud but then just (laughs) overall I don't know how it was for for you Luke but for me it was a very nervy game and Mm. the Südkurve had called for extra loud support on on the Sunday and I thought it was anything but. I mean, Gdynia can can be quiet in times, depending on where you stand. But normally, where we stand, uh, there is a bit of atmosphere going. And I had someone next to me just moan in the whole game. It was kind of like he forgotten we play in the second division. It's like he he was shouting for everything, and it's just like he like another thing he did like ended the game. Like he said his stopwatch for the three minutes. Like well, what are you gonna do, man? You're fucking turn your rolls up. What are you gonna do if the if the referee plays longer? But like he was setting a stopwatch and everything. It was just Luke, you asked me to go record something for halftime, and I was just like, I, I can't, like, I'm I'm still so nervous, I don't know what to say. Um, so yeah, very interesting atmosphere. I said it before the game as well. Like, I said, it was six minutes till kickoff still, and you could feel it like the, the ground was full, everyone was on their seats on their in their standing space, and it was still like six minutes to go and there was something in the air just and then obviously hands of fans uh, delayed the kickoff as well and yeah you, you could feel it it was different than than normally it wasn't just the, the party atmosphere that we know sometimes get from from the Villain tour be it through the, the opposition but also I thought within our fans there was a bit of nervousness going on at least at least for me and where I stood <laughs> I think <laughs> we were just
0: a nervous wreck <laughs> uh. <laughs> fair enough the uh no you're, you're right though like I, I the atmosphere was completely different uh to, to whenever we had hasvalu at the millen tour it, i think it's like you said just a mix of sort of nervousness anticipation before and then just pure fucking hatred <laughs> you know like i could feel in the atmosphere way more hatred towards the the away section than than even Haswell um which is mad when then well Later on in the match, I figured out why, <laughs> because they they really did deserve it. Um, but the the choreo and suit curve was brilliant, um, got the flags out in a big St. Pauli logo. Um, yeah. And then it might not have been the loudest we've heard all season, but whenever we were chanting Nazis Rouse, you, you could fucking hear that all right. Message received from the other side.
2: Yeah, is, um, I, I was doing the St. Cloud TV and uh, it is, I had to turn the, the audio down a little bit because it's uh, a bit, bit too loud for my liking. As I, as I set my, comfort or my little cubicle. Um, but, I mean, it seems like the players were confident too coming into this as well. I mean, it was the last four home games, I think it is, that we've played against hands that we've won. So we've come into this in, in a reasonable position. And, obviously, we've won the last four games... In the the after the winter pause. But the first sign that told me that they were up for this was kickoff. Like Hattel going forward, we haven't done that in a while. I think it's a, a bit of a sign that we did like la, la, like last season when we were really confident. We were doing that from kickoff. We're going forwards. We weren't passing it backwards, and Hattel did that for the first time. I think it's so far this season. I've seen we us go forwards and straight into the attack from kickoff. So that's pretty good to see. I Don't know if you guys mm. noticed that, but or read. Or I'm just reading too much into it.
0: <laughs> no and I, I, well, before the match I was very confident just from looking at the, the starting 11 because Eric Smith was back in after his uh, muscle injuries and then Salihakas was returning from from his suspension so it was probably our strongest starting 11 yeah. which we hadn't seen I don't think under under Fabian H- uh, Hutzler so I, I was very confident and we started extremely well um like the Dappo was electric, they really had a hard time containing him. The only thing they could do was really foul him, which is yep. normally would be brilliant because we're good on set pieces. Packers delivery is normally top notch, and <laughs> uh, we have players like Jackson in there to head it in. But he was, Packers delivery was a little bit lacking uh, against yeah, Anza. I, I meant to ask.
2: I meant to ask that. Like he uh, couldn't clear the first man most of the time, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the the free kick positions from Dappo were on the left hand side, and obviously Packer had a left footed. He's swinging them out. Is there any reason why we wouldn't choose Hattel or Smith, for example, to curl it in towards goal? I just—it's one of the questions I—I I just raised, like, because then you're playing it into the area. It just takes a nick from the the attackers coming to onto the ball to take it off the keeper. I don't know. We just didn't try that at all. Is that something that was missing, or do we just rely on Packer too much?
0: Well, to be fair to Packer's delivery is normally top quality. Um I can remember Eric Smith taking the free kicks in the cup game way back yeah. against Stralin. Um yeah. and I think he one of them Two went assists. all the way in and he got an assist as well, yeah. Um but maybe you'd rather have him in there for with his height. Well, it doesn't it doesn't matter who
2: it is, but just someone whipping it into Wood's goal, right? Not always bending away mm. from goal because uh, I don't know. It just it just takes a slight nick, even if it's from a defender, and then it's off the goalkeeper. It's just a, a tactical choice that I, it just occurred to me as Packer kept taking them and missing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so I guess we can we can see how that plays out because it seems like Alpha Lion's going to win a lot of free kicks um, over the course of the rest of the season. So how we then try and address that and use that as a proper weapon might be something off our sleeve.
0: And it was Alpha Lion. Uh, who made the goal after some nice play between himself, Packe and Hothill, I think it was. Mm. And then yeah, a, a really nice chip ball in to the back post. And then Jackson just timed his run perfectly to get on the end of it and headed into the bottom corner. And you could tell he really, really enjoys scoring that one. Um, I mean, we, we know that Jackson Irvine's really bought into the thoughts of, of the club. So I'm sure if he knows anything about Hansa, he'll, Hate them just as much as us, <laughs> um, and then he said in the post match interview that his that his parents were visiting, so that, that adds a another little bit of spice to it. Um, so delighted for him, and it was well deserved. At that stage, we were by far the better team, um, and just pandemonium. I was so happy whenever I went in.
1: Yeah, I have to fully agree. Uh, also on Dapo, I think he he commanded so much respect from from his opposition player that for the goal, like the ball comes out to him and the defenders are already positioned to just like full sprint to the byline. But that, that time, then he doesn't go for it, and he cuts back then on his right. And Jack was just an acres of space. If you watch that goal back, he's like thirty-five five yards out. There's already no one with him, and he's got so much space to run it. I seen the post-match interview from their goalkeeper after, and he and he also said like Jackson is so good in the air, and then you give him so much space in the run-up, and no one's with him in the box. There's just he says as a goalkeeper, there's just nothing you can do. Like if someone like that. Mm. G- gets the free header there uh, fantastic i think it's a it's a tactical uh, decision that that gives jackson and also hartle the space up there like we spoke about it multiple times now eric going forward uh, th- i remember one time he was he was down by us on the game on the wing even even on the left wing uh mm-hmm. haven't seen him that high up in the last games but yeah just him pushing up it gives hartle and then jackson just a license to roam you overload the midfield there and Hansa just couldn't deal with it in the first half I, they, they changed the formation in the second half and it made them a bit more solid in midfield but I thought uh, first half were so dominant on the ball
2: it was really good. It just seems like the the players were fluid as well they 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 relied on each other and they trusted each other to like I think Colin Metcalf and Jackson Irvine were interchangeable on that right hand side a few times as well and it's just that confidence be able to you know take that decision and go with the flow of the game Um, and we, we were really really dangerous in the first half and there was a obviously the goal but then shortly after that there's the can we call it a missed chance (laughs) is uh like a sitter i suppose in in most times but with dash and depo thinking up
0: yeah that was a strange one and then like in the in the stadium i couldn't really wrap my head around what had just happened because it was just a frantic sequence of events and then after watching it back it was a bad miss i mean should really be putting those away um it came off of the back of a, a, a handsome mistake. Um, they give the ball away in their final third. And then it, they keep a call Dapo put. did well to, to square it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Dappo squared it to Dashner, who instead of hitting it first time, took a touch, which was too heavy, and it gave the center half a, a chance to clear. Um, and then Dappo's follow-up shot came off the post. It's... Yeah, like that's something I wanted to ask you is actually what did you you think of Dashner because we mentioned earlier that we it was probably our strongest 11 starting that match but if you were to say there's one spot that's up for grabs currently it would probably be his right
1: I can just probably repeat what what I said uh, last week already Dashner for me <clears throat> I, I nearly said he's the weakest link, but I don't. I don't even think that is it. It's just he—he's a solid player, with not enough end product at the time. There's a few you can say that about uh, Hartl for one. But like Dashner in his position, we have options. And I know first half of the season we've tried multiple options. Eggestein hasn't really hasn't really played now since since the break. Uh, this this time Otto came on, but. For me, like we spoke about it last week, for me that that would have been uh, Maridis' spot right there the grab uh, from Dashner. And we play sometimes uh, as if one of the so-called Zielspieler, the target men, were on top. Like some of the crosses we put in, there's just no way Dashner is going to get to them. But mm-hmm. if you have one of the big lads in, maybe. Then again, again Dashner Dashner is there for Dappo to so that Dappo just has to square the ball it's just then like you say he takes a heavy touch and and the chance is gone it's the same thing that I said last week in Dashner's defense he's getting in the right positions and I think the runs that he makes are also good just sometimes we don't we don't play to his strengths we sometimes play like we had a big man uh, there and because Dashner isn't scoring the goals for me it's kind of easy to drop and you don't know what's going on in training or uh, what's being said in the team but just like looking looking at the games uh, i wouldn't hesitate just trying something else maybe then again with mm-hmm. five out of five why would you change something but i, I yeah. think
0: that's why he kept his spot in the 11 for this match um from the start purely because of our form going into it it's sort of like you know it's been working brilliant so far why change it but um, I think this game was crying out for, for Marigas, and I was really surprised in the second half. Whenever, um, first of all, I was surprised that Metcalf got taken off instead of Dashner, and I was yes. double surprised <clears throat> that his replacement was Otto and not Mariges. Um A bit disappointed, actually, because I, I really wanted to see, see more of Marigas. And uh, Otto, whenever he came on, he had a nice little sort of back heel in the huddle that Hartle should have scored from, but the sort of basics or the bread and butter of what he's up there to do, like being physical, holding the ball up. It was just, I don't know, it might just be that he's too young and inexperienced and he'll get there eventually because he's got, he's got the physical attributes for it. It's just so many times the ball was bouncing off him. Um, and we know that the Marijas can, can hold it up brilliantly. Um, so I'm not too sure about that one because it's it's something that was brought up to Hertzler in the the post match presser, and he didn't seem best pleased about that question, did he? <laughs> yeah, it was
1: Tim, Tim. It was it was Tim from the Millington who asked him how or why Otto came on instead of uh, Moridis, and Hertzler just said, "Well, I just had a feeling," and that's where he left it. I. Is, is, is the way he said it, as trying, well, right?
2: It's like, yeah.
0: Uh, it's a, okay. His delivery was, yeah. It's a bit. He's definitely a bit pissed off by that one. He sort of stared him down after as well.
2: <laughs> but it's the right question. And uh, to be fair, um, I didn't, didn't really get the answer. I think so, because I
1: mean. Tim's questions are so good, uh, I think Herzler has reacted before in a way that he's like, he doesn't want to give too much away. And because Tim's questions are so good and so specific, if Hertzler or even the opposition manager, because they like t- Tim's questions as well, but if they always answer truthfully and give give the response that maybe Tim is looking for, then maybe it might be given too much away. So mm-hmm. in that sense, I I, I tried to come up maybe with, a, with with something. We said it in the past, but Morita sometimes looks he likes getting involved. Maybe with a, with a bit of. Like like the antics yeah. and stuff, maybe Herzl like, just yeah. felt it's if if option. he brings them on they yeah they would target him and maybe try and get him to be on a yellow or maybe even even worse, so maybe maybe that was just uh Fabian trying to protect us in that way,
0: that's a very good point actually yeah i could I could imagine that being the reason um because and then you you wouldn't say was,
1: that in the presser then, and then you you get the
2: response that Tim got there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you can yeah, be right no, there. that's right uh, nice. and that's. I, I even noticed like Zaliakas was on reasonable behavior throughout the course of this as well. Uh, only a yellow card coming later on. And it wasn't even a yellow card offense, uh, but he did. <laughs> was, there was a bit of a scuffle going on. I can't remember what part of the game. But, and Zaliakas comes running over. Like, oh no, don't do it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> but he, he came over and got stuck <laughs> in. And it, But he's, he's, he's sticking up for like Medich, I think it was like, dude, itch can take care of himself, don't worry. He doesn't need Salihaka to save mm-hmm. him. So uh, keep 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 your yellow card for later when you need it. But yeah, it's just uh, I'm glad that he came through that because they're the kind of games where temperamental players can make the big difference. Very good, uh, but they they can lose their head and you know get sent off. But he, he held strong. strong so that
0: was good. I just want to say something about our, our goalkeeper, Nico Vasuj, because... He's often unsung, but he was brilliant. He had an absolute stormer. Yeah. He kept us in the game at times. Um he yeah. tipped one onto the post. Um at the end of the first half, we were under severe pressure from corners. He had three in a row and could have scored all three with ease. Um the last one got blasted over the top, but I think he had a nice save in there as well. Really commanding performance, and I'm I'm so glad he got his clean sheet in the end. It was a mixed bag, to be fair. Like he wasn't
2: an angel the whole game. Like the first, was it thirty minutes or forty minutes? He just could not get his bearings with his feet. What was he doing? Like, did you see all these cute That's passes? That's so true. I, it was just an accident coming. I was terrified. Like, I was so scared. And the amount of times he kept doing grass cutter balls through the middle, or just yeah. scuffing it. Oh man! But then you're right. He made so many big saves. Uh, we could have lost that game. Yesteryear by 4 1 or something. Like the number of chances yeah. they had that were clear cut that would have typically gone in against our, uh, against our luck, but he made some big saves. hook, could have had a hat
0: trick. Trev, I completely forgot about though him giving the ball away in the,
2: Mate, the first half. Like-
0: and he would. It's heart attack and as you said, and, and I remember just like grabbing on the gutter for dear life. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this man doing? <laughs> and and because the the strikers will be bearing down on him, and he just casually be you know take a few yeah. touches. Felt like he was going to start doing keepy ups, and then next thing you know, the the strikers right on top of him, and uh the, he gives a shit pass out to someone, loses possession, and then. uh But I think that he sort of ironed those out. And uh, yes, we didn't see much of it after the first I don't know, 15 minutes or so.
1: I've had the same reaction as the two of you. But I, I can only think that is something that the manager asks. Uh, like, he. I don't know. I, Vasil never strike me as someone who, who's really good playing out the back, but it's, it's getting better and it's definitely, uh, getting better by training. And I think we have a new goalie coach. We spoke about him before. The millantone did a, did a interview with him, uh, Marco Knope. And I think our, just our goalkeeping game has, has changed since, since we, uh, switched that from, from, uh, Matthias Hein to Marco Knope. He is, I've noticed every free kick and corner. Hands I got. He was up on the touchline instructing Vasil. Who? How many people uh, in the in the wall? And just and then like him taking so much time on the ball must be something that is being asked by the manager. Like it's it's still it's like you say it's hard hard inducing, But and I'm not someone to just like shout here to, to get rid. I like us playing out the back, but because it's every time it must be mm. that's being being asked of him and. It'll take time for him, obviously, to get to get better at it. But uh, still, we've only conceded one goal so far in in these five games in the Rückrunde, so that that goes true. in his favor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I nice. know I'm, I'm no tactical like genius, but uh, the only thing I could that comes to mind right now is maybe if if he holds on to it and sort of beats a striker and, uh coming towards him and trying to win the ball, then that frees up one of the centre backs to receive it. Um, because we, we were also talking during the match about how uh, Eric Smith wasn't receiving the ball off of Nico. He was, as soon as Nico had it, he was already moving up in the midfield, um, which only left Mets and Medic to receive it off the keeper. Um, and even they, whenever they got it, they a couple of times give it away. I remember a bad one from from Mets, which led to a chance for for Hansa. But I mean, as if it's a... A new goalkeeping coach and a new system of playing out from the back. Then you'd think that it's uh, something that I'll get better at, and it's it's already working. You know, <laughs> we can hardly complain about the defensive performances. It's been night and day. Uh, they're looking so solid these days.
2: Yeah, trust the process. Fair enough, but uh, fewer of the shit kickouts. Like it's all well and good keeping the ball back there, mm-hmm. and if you're going to pass it confidently afterwards, but don't kick it into on-rushing hands of players because that's exactly what Kolka did, right? Uh, <laughs> we couldn't punish them for it, but um, yeah, it was uh, night and day in terms of his performance. Vasil, very good with his hands and made s- and even saved with his feet, to be fair. Uh, I think it was uh, down at the near post when Ferhoek came through, uh, but with regards that's to his right, passing yeah. the first half, it, it was uh, a little bit terrifying. But yeah, on the whole, positive vibes around Vasil, of course.
0: And that uh, that for hook chance that you just mentioned, it was probably Hans's only chance of noting that second half, which just goes to show how how dominant the defensive display was because Gunnar mentioned previously that uh, they switched formation uh, for the second half and it, it, it did work to an extent. They came into it more. They had a lot more of the ball. Um, but we just nullified them when they had possession. They couldn't really create anything. It was just that that one for a hook chance, and thank God Nico was there to save that. Because of all the players on the pitch, he was a real shit house. Like I mean, he should have got booked for Neil and Eric Smith. Um, yeah. God knows why the, the referee kept his cards in his pocket for that. For some reason, he wasn't very. He was very reluctant to go to go to his pocket and book players. Maybe he just didn't want it spilling over. And, but he for her, definitely should have got one for that. And then he finally got in the book just for for bitching, um, which I think he has, he has four months. because he,
2: he, he asked uh, for the referee to check VAR. That's, that's why he got booked. I don't know whether you caught that uh, in the stadium, but uh, it's because he, he asked for them to check VAR. Uh, so the referee's like, fuck you, There you go.
0: <laughs> have a yellow card for that one. <laughs> Did he do the whole... Uh, yeah, the air with the fingers.
2: Uh, yeah. So the referee wasn't having it uh, and booked him for that, but it didn't book him for giving Eric Smith whiplash by nudging him in the back. Apparently, that's a, that's an acceptable offence.
0: So well, is that is that whole like um, imaginary box that you draw with your fingers? Is that the it's new? Like, glasses, right? like <laughs> is it the new like fake card that they used to get booked for for well, holding up? Yeah. You know, whenever you'd go to the referee and you'd be like, "That's, that's a yellow, that's a red." I think it's a combination. It, wasn't
2: it? Wasn't it? It's a, it's a combination of the two. Cause he's asking for the red card and then did VAR. Because it's oh. when, um, he was through on goal-ish. And then Metz, I think, did the professional foul and took him down. Um, and then that's when it's, yeah, it was asked for the card and then did the, so maybe it's a combination of the two. And the referee didn't take too kindly to either of them or both of them mm-hmm. or. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Didn't hesitate. Didn't
1: hesitate at nice. all. Like he, he, he did the asking for the card and the and the fingers, uh, the monitor fingers, and then straight away, uh, referee went to his pocket. Ah, yeah.
0: uh, you just love yeah. to see that, don't you?
1: And the Minotaur <laughs> enjoyed that as well because, like you say, if hook like he had previous in the game, he gave it, he gave it a big one towards uh, the the when he was down by the corner flag. Uh, so he, getting him, seeing, seeing him being booked, uh, the the stadium enjoyed that. Yeah.
0: And in that, that passage of play there where uh, Mets brought him down, that's something that we were talking about in the first half of the season that that we just wanted more of, you know, like someone with experience at the back who knows when it's the right time to yep. take that yellow card for the team. Um and I'm so glad that it's like come to fruition where we we thought the signing of Mets would would really help the other two. Uh, young lads in that in that back three, um, and because it's like our expected conceded goals for last season wasn't even that bad. It's just small little details like that could make all the difference. Like if if he was allowed to to go through on goal, could would be a completely different story.
2: Yep, true. That's entirely true. I hope the boys bought him a beer for taking one for the team there because he definitely deserved it because that's where it's the the, the the not really highlighted as well like scoring goals everyone or big saves but it's those little small details that, that that win games as well
0: what what do you make of the performance overall like it might not have been a glittering classic of a performance but does it really matter in the the context of a, a rivalry like this
1: i think well my my prediction that I said on the last pot, I wanted a three nil. We got a one nil in the end, but uh, Trevor also reminded me it was it is a derby, so form sometimes goes out the window. Um, I'm glad we got the win. I'm glad to have learned that even like second half, I thought we dropped really deep, and that normally. Well, look, you said I was a nervous wreck, So, but like, I'm, I'm going to take from this game that St. Pauli can sit deep and defend, and we're getting ba- better at it every game, apparently. And the players have all got used to it, so it seems uh, I'm, I'm still doing a bit of catch-up here. But <laughs> it's, it's also, I thought, sometimes we were just missing a bit of luck in the first half of the season, and now things are clicking and also like that Vahok chance, like, like Nico picks that out, the three corners in quick succession that none of them go in. Um, Hansa will probably uh, bemoan that that luck isn't in their favor, that none of these go in, whereas oh. we definitely have to see the the other side of the coin and say like we did get lucky sometimes. And it's not the first time in in the Rook Runder now that we have got lucky. It's just like we, we weren't getting any of these uh things in in the first half of the season so that is definitely a factor in in our form now as well
0: see I, if i wanted to play devil's advocate i would say that it's rather than us being lucky we just no longer have shit bad lucks that we had in the first half mm. of the season it's sort of just like reverting to the mean now where before we had fucking terrible luck and our stats were showing that we were actually a really good side, but we weren't getting the results could be down to any number of factors. Um, and now we're just sort of reverting back to the mean and we're getting the results that our stats show that we should be getting based upon, you know, our defensive performances, the chances being created. Um, so I, I prefer to, to believe that just because mm. it means that there's better chances that this, this gravy train's gonna keep it rolling. Um, Do you work in branding or marketing
2: by any chance? That sounds like a very nice way of saying. It. <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> we we could we could have lost this game quite easily. Like uh, I think there's the Hartle mistake as well, and they hit the post before we scored. Uh, then there's that absolute clusterfuck around those corners before half time. Uh, there's that great save by Fährhug. I feel like there's another chance or two that they could it, or would have scored previously or good chances. Mm-hmm. So they, they definitely made chances and I'm not gonna say luck, but we're we're getting we're getting through. When we're, we're winning and that's all that matters, right? At the end of the day it's points. So it's football's very fine margins. Like you can have one shot on goal and score, uh, and then just not concede no matter how many chances the other team has you just don't concede it's, I don't know it's a, it's a weird thing sometimes football and at the moment it's in our favour so of give a shit <laughs> uh, we don't need to ask too many questions just accept it and appreciate it and be like okay cool that's fine move on um, but it's yeah it's definitely something's definitely changed it's not something that we have much control over I wouldn't say it's just the way the ball bounces sometimes is in, in our favour right now
0: yeah, true. And I think even Hertzler mentioned in the post match that uh we had a bit of luck, so if he said it must be true. Um, yeah, right. I think if you if you looked at like our our results before the break and after the break you'd be forgiven for thinking that we might just be riding a bit of a a new manager bounce here. Um and you know we just needed a change and the players are reacting to it but if you actually look at the games i think it's a bit more than that what do you reckon yeah it's
2: new managers obviously had an impact like you can't it's the only um variable factor right <laughs> there's two new players Other than just
0: the signings of course yeah
2: yeah but i mean like if like if you look at Mets, it's one and uh a Af- lion like there's just the two players uh, and then the manager everything else is a steady part of it so I don't know it's it's hard to say that it's all the manager but at the same time he has come in and that has made the change because we were atrocious we weren't what was it two wins no three wins from all eight, no, 19 first games or something. What was the, how many games are there in the first part of the season? I can't remember. Uh, there were seventeen games, and we got had three wins just so far. We've had five and five, so it just testament to what difference that has made. So, yeah, it's the new manager has certainly had an impact,
0: without a doubt. It's, I think you just almost kind of feel bad for, for Timo Schultz whenever you praise the work of Fabian yep. Hutzler because it almost sounds like you're saying that he's doing a better job, which which is harsh. But uh, there's no getting away from the fact that results are better and we look a much better team. Um, as you said, okay, there's only two new signings, but we also got Medic back fit. And uh, that defense is, is a huge part of why we're looking better. But uh, it's not just that they seem to be you know running more for a new manager or something like that you can tell that where you can tell that there's tactical tweaks or changes that have have helped turn things around as well i I think a
1: new manager bounce normally implies also there's well a new guy comes in and it's it's a fresh start for everyone whereas i think you still have some of that here now, but like Fabian, obviously, obviously, he's been in the club before and he's been at St. Pauli before. He's, he's like been a part of, of Timo's backroom staff. Um, so the players already know him. He's, he's probably brought up ideas before and. So So that definitely is is different you You don't get this like new guy uh, coming in the door and everyone is fucking standing up straight and now I have to impress this new guy. this new guy already seen you slacking in the past, potentially you know <laughs> yeah. so for me this you can't really say it's this new manager, but surely some parts of it, yes, but most of it for me comes through tactical now. like we said last game bringing the substitutions at the right time, changing the system if need be. Uh, That was kind of some things that we were lacking, I think, in the first half.
0: Mm. I think you make a good point about Hrstede being familiar with the club and the players um, because he probably... It's not like a a normal situation where a manager would come in mid-season and have to get the lay of the land, decide which players he likes, who he thinks can... Performing which role he probably already had fucking binders full of ideas that he wanted (laughs) to implement and just couldn't because he wasn't, he wasn't the top dog. And, and now he had, he has free reign and he can, you know, implement all those ideas. And, and he also had time during the the winter break to, to, to get everybody up to speed and used to it because the transition has just been fucking seamless. Like it's been so good. Yeah, I like that. It's and the
2: results are proving that it's working. So whatever he's doing behind the scenes, maybe he's maybe they're just having beer pong instead of training or something. I don't know, but whatever they're doing, like just keep going, man, because it's it's working. And so, as long as the results keep coming good, I think the, all the questions around appointing him now have just been dismissed. And it's just like, okay, yeah, fair enough. There's no disrespect or lack of appreciation to Schultz, of course. It's just okay. There's a fresh perspective or a fresh uh, agenda was needed, and it took place and it's working. So it's uh, there's not much to say, say right? It's uh, <laughs> as long as the results keep going and we're not revo- re- um, reverting back to awful play, then we're good to go. I think
1: we need to be realistic as well. Uh, obviously, it's going great. And I said it also last week, I don't want to be negative, but it'll be an interesting one once we lose two games on the bounce. And we're going to play some of the top half of the table teams. So uh, there, there there, will be struggles along the way still in, in this season. And then I think it's going to be interesting to see then how Hertzler reacts to not if he loses, when he loses a game, uh, or maybe two on the bounce, like I say, and and then we're we'll, we're gonna see even more, I think, of his like tactical uh, ability. And obviously, he's learning on the job. Like, yes, he's been in football for a long time, but I think this is his first like first team head coach manager job. So um, there is gonna be ups and downs, but long long may it
2: continue as it's going now. Yeah, just looking at the fixtures and it looks like um we've got a good run of fixtures now up until April, basically. So we're playing against Heidenheim in April, then we're playing Hasfau and Darmstadt uh April kind of beginning of May. So uh there's but Paderborn are fourth position, they're the top scorers in the league. Uh so that that's probably Hans was probably the first real test, and I think um Paderborn is probably the because of the, the, the history of the fixture, they were on a bad run because they just played three of the, the top three uh, and didn't perform too well in that respect but Paderborn is probably the first real test in terms of where the team's at so I think going into that coming up next that's on Friday there'll be a few decisions to be made so you've already addressed one of them Dashner does he stay we just keep with the winning formula keep going mm-hmm. you mentioned as well Egerstein not had a, I don't think he's had much time at all uh, where is Egerstein the, yeah, he's on the bench um he's been selected to be on the bench at least but he, i don't think he's had 5 minutes maybe he's had 5 minutes since the pause. have to,
0: have either of you heard anything coming from from Hutzler about him because i'm sure he must have been asked because he was getting some uh, he's getting some serious game time in the first half of the season and i don't know if he's being frozen out or if it's just because there's a a, a new striker came in but himself and Aminero have gone, like we haven't seen them at all, really. Aminero, maybe I'll I'll get
1: (laughs) because of his, like the the form he was in in the first half, whereas Eggestein, wasn't he like our top scorer or close enough to to, um, it? Like I've I've watched the press conferences. Uh, He wasn't, Herzl wasn't asked about him. Uh, He was asked about Otto and and, and Morides, but uh, I'm sure that's something that's, that's going to come up. Any time now, the longer Eggestein doesn't get any game time. All, all I can say maybe is when when Jackson scored the goal, you had I think it was Eggestein and Vikov there just uh, warming up on like just seeing their reaction and like to get the togetherness in the squad. Like, it didn't give you the idea of like he's sulking on the bench or or mm-hmm. anything. It, it it must be tactical maybe maybe he's he's training a new role maybe he will see him him on the wings more like i'm um, i'm just guessing here that i've not heard or read and uh, uh, that is just the only explanation i can maybe come up with
0: see this is why we need media credentials so that we can go to the pressers and ask these hard nah, questions yeah yeah that's it. <laughs> and then how can give not, us uh, one word answers and stare us down <laughs> that's
2: right not not scared of asking the tough questions Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, anything else on the the the, the hands game? Or I think we've covered that now, right?
0: No, I th- I think we've we've covered most of that. Um, the attention now is on. what's going to be a very tough game against Paderborn. They're yeah. a very good side. Um, and then the the reverse fixture at the the Milan tour, It was a bit of a mad one. We had two two goals in an uh, in injury time um but we played very well this was one of those frustrating matches where we we played a very good team and were the better of the two teams but still didn't come away with three points it finished two each uh, our goals were through the aforementioned amanito and david nemeth uh but we were we dominated them we had way more possession, more shots, more expected goals. Um, it was just one of those ones that we got so sick of talking about where we, uh, we play better against the good teams, but we don't get what we deserve. Uh, hopefully we can put in the performance and get the result this time, but it sure as fuck won't be easy there. They're very good. Um, they're currently sitting fourth. Is it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, scored the most goals in the league so yeah we'll have our work cut out
1: they have some absolute rapid wingers yeah Sir, Sir Rod Conte a former St. Pauli player he, he plays for them I remember in the return fixture at home at the Milan tour he, he basically scored twice within two minutes uh, the first time he was offside, and he already gave it the big one towards the corva and then uh, just two minutes later he was he was clean through and behind again and, and he put it away and was onside. Um I watched the highlights earlier and then I remembered I was actually, I was at that game. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while to uh, remember that. <laughs> I think it's going to be similar to like the Kaiserslautern game, just just even harder. I think they're going to give us even more of a game and it's going to be a real test of of what this San team can do. But it, it, I think this will also be like... Yes, the derby against Hansa, but this this will be the the hardest game that we have played in in the Ronda so far. I think our our biggest test.
2: It's a completely different team if you look at the the lineup. It's it's a bit mad. It's like uh, we had Smalisch and goal, Eggestein, Otto, Nemet, uh, all starting, um, and Pacarada missed a penalty. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, so yeah, it's a completely different. Amenido was playing as well, so. Bukalfa came on. It's a completely different I mean, team from
1: where we are. That just goes to show exactly what we said. I mean, like, Nemeth doesn't play because he's better than Medic, He played because Medic was injured still, if I remember correctly. Smarsh was in goals because Nikola broke his finger. So, different manager at the time still, uh, like we said before, Timo. But it was these things that 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 also made it hard for us like Luke said we played ever so well on the day it's just maybe we didn't have the personnel to to get the win in the end and then we just had to be lucky although I had to be happy with the point that we mm. managed to take away from it I think uh, that's what Timo said in his post-match at the time as well it was like it's a good point and we'll take it uh, and like maybe added up to to all all these games that went that way, it wasn't enough. But on the day, it was probably the best that we could have, could have done with the with the players that we had at our disposal.
0: Yeah. yeah well, Good unfortunately,
2: one. history, history is not recent. History is not on our side. So we've drawn the last two, and then Paddleborn won the three before that. So we haven't beaten them in the last five games. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, we can we can turn that around because that's not the kind of shit we want to have over our heads.
0: But if we can beat them, then it's just a real test of our promotion credentials, if I can go that far. Um, no,
2: you've done because it. Because there's it.
0: currently... <laughs> there's seven points between us and Paderborn. Yeah. If we can reduce that to four, it's all of a sudden not insurmountable, you know? I'd, I'd be confident enough with that. Um, oh, man. So yep. Fingers Fingers crossed.
2: Put, uh... If, if you looked at one place ahead of that, the playoff position, like uh, we're 11 points behind um, Heidenheim um, and we're 12 points ahead of 16th. So we're now closer to the playoff places than we are to relegation.
0: Yeah, it's still an absolute <laughs> long shot, but I mean, we've got to have something to be playing for, right? So now that we're, yeah. I think it's safe to say that we're we're safe from or maybe not completely safe from relegation, but on current form, I think we'll be all right. So you got to have something to play for us. Let's just give it all we got and see how far we get.
1: We're eight points away from forty points and safety. So let's get that in the bag, and from <laughs> from then, I'll I'll be happy to jump on the on the promotion talk.
2: Oh, is that so the, is that right the benchmark? Is it the forty points? Is that traditionally? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's the same in the Premier League as well, right?
0: Usually, it's uh, I think it's normally even less now in the Premier League, but people still just use it as like an arbitrary number of okay. points you have to get to, to to be safe. So, are we doing predictions then? I don't know why we do them. But well, I guess Trev got got some right the whole time, but I'm fucking useless Did, at it. Who, who said one 0 last time? I can't remember.
2: I think I said 2 0 or 1 0. I can't remember.
1: I'm never going to say that we're going to lose. Like, you're never going to hear me be. Yeah, right, that's it, yeah. It's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> what's the point then?
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's uh, very true.
0: But I could see this one being a draw, possibly. I'd probably take a draw away from home against fourth place,
1: best attack in the league. Oh, you offer me this now, I'll be tempted. But it's one of them. It's like the longer our this like streak goes on, I think that also like played into my nervousness. Like now it, it was four wins on the bounds and then you lose and that streak's broken and now it's five. And the more wins you get, like just <laughs> the, the, the bigger the disappointment is gonna be when, when when you lose that streak. So yeah. I just hope we'll win again. But if you offer me a draw,
0: I'm I'm tempted. But you don't think it's gonna be a draw? Do you reckon we're gonna win? I think we're flying,
1: and maybe we see that change up top, uh, Morita is for Dashner, and then, and then if we can, if he can get his head to some of these like balls, even that we put into the into the box in the second half against Hansa, um, it's just it's I, I don't know enough about Paderborn <laughs> to give an actual uh, uh, informed prediction.
0: I think. Like we don't do informed on this podcast anyway yeah, so it's right. she she some numbers, <laughs> pick some numbers pick some numbers out there <air. laughs> 3-0 okay I'll go 2-0 then um, I nearly talked myself into going for a draw but then you you talked me out of it and Dappo and Morita still need to get their their first goals for us so I reckon yeah, that's what we'll see uh, I
2: was going to go 1-1 um, but
0: Boom. I'm going to get 1-1 fuck it
2: hey hey um feeling like is this is an away game, because uh, I don't think we're gonna score two away. Um, like all of our all of our games so far have been like fine margins, one goal. We've not had a clear two goal cushion, I don't think so far. Uh, so yeah, I'm going one one. I just don't see yeah. Oh shit. I'm incorrect, Hanover 1-2-0 so scrub everything I just said, yeah. 2-1 <laughs> so they're
0: the man sent off so yeah yeah fair enough
2: but now, I think it'll be 1-1 um, and I don't need to justify it to you
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> alright then so I suppose we'll be back next week then to to review the 1-1 draw in Paderborn um, yep. and we can have we can listen to Kleine Bomberjacken on the way, right? Or what? Yeah, do it. Alright, lads. Thanks. Good chat, dear. Cheers, guys. Take care. Enjoy Bye-bye. the game.
1: Ein